Hello, everyone. My name is Ama Insek, and this is the Student Athlete Podcast. You know, typically, the the problems that we delve into are challenges that student athletes face. You know, what are the the best training methods and and similar topics. You know, we'll we'll sit down with an athlete and ask them what it was like to you know maybe go through a certain circumstance. You know, a lot of times, uh, especially today, we're talking a lot about COVID nineteen and how the coronavirus affects our economy and like our racing schedule, but Yeah, I think it's time to just take a step back and really just talk about us. What is Imperium? You know, a lot of times we we get the question a lot. Why did you start Imperium? Um, Why did you want to start working with specifically high school students or student athletes? And, um, you know, like where where do you see it going in the future? So I, I wanted to sit down and talk with you guys today about what we do, why we do it, and, um, you know, why, why we started it, really. Um, this isn't necessarily an episode about me personally, just because, um, you know, we, we could have that story another time. But th- this is a story as to why we started the business. So, yeah, um, I think the first question to start off with is why did we start Imperium? Um, you know, we, we started Imperium as a way to give back. I started racing Nike as a freshman and eventually left to to go early, um, or left early to go race with Lux, and, um, you know, eventually made it to Team USA, um, during my upper end of the 17, 18 years, and, um, you know, when, when I left, I realized how much of a, of a gap there was between those that, you know, knew the path to get to the next level, and those that didn't, and not only that, most of the kids that, that didn't know the path to, to stepping up to the next level, they they had no idea what it actually took to, to make that that leap. Like, who who did I have to know? Who did I have to speak with? Um, you know, what, what kind of training was involved specifically on our end? And um, what, what, what type of mindset should I have when it, when it comes to stepping up to the next level? And, you know, there's a difference between you know, riding with their high school team like two or three times a week versus saying, hey, I'm trying to be the best in the nation. I'm trying to be the best in the world at this specific discipline. How do I get there? And, you know, I started Imperium as a way to to guide kids to that next level. And I didn't really realize it at the time, but the <laughs> the thing that makes me extremely happy is you know, seeing that light bulb turn on and giving them the idea that it is possible to reach that level and then watch them take the, the necessary measures to jump up to that level. You know, like when, when I first start working with a lot of kids, they don't even know what USA Cycling is. They don't know what UCI races are. They don't, they don't know a lot of what it takes to jump to that, that international level. And not e- not even international, just the domestic level to to be able to race in the U.S. Um, across state lines. A lot of the kids only know Nika, and um, you know it's it's super funny to see their eyes light up and say, "Hey, wow, you're telling me that I could actually travel and race bikes? I had no idea. How do I get there?" And then that's that's where it starts. So that's that's why I started it. Um, yeah. Yeah, so um, the next question I wanted to cover is what does coaching mean to us? Um, and I can't answer this for my brother, but I can answer this for, for me personally. Um, 
coaching to me means fully fully understanding the position that an athlete is in you know their their support level their their mindset at the time their physical strengths and weaknesses and the circumstance that they're in you know whether they have the parental support or not whether or not um, school is going well for them you know being able to put all of that together and then use it as as like me understanding them and using that to guide them to where they need to be in order to reach their goals you know a a good coach is someone who is supportive uh you know definitely understanding super flexible and you know has the the necessary uh knowledge behind them and exercise science to be able to to help them reach their goals yeah um yeah that that covers that when it comes to <laughs> a lot a lot of people ask like what what are the highs and the lows of you know working with people um i thought about it for for a while <laughs> uh and really there's just um there's not a lot of lows and like <laughs> i really spent a lot of time thinking about it and what most people would consider lows are really just part of the process and you know i still consider some of the lows to be highs so <laughs> Um, the highs are, you know, obviously watching the kids win a ton of races is super great. Um, seeing a lot of them who, who win races and were definitely not even in contention last year. Uh, that's, that's super exciting to me. Uh, winning, winning a couple, a couple team ESA selection races, some UCI level races and, you know, a, a very large amount of high school races all within our first year was super exciting. And, you know, like, with COVID-19, um, we, we didn't really have a chance to dominate this, this current year, but, um, we're, we're definitely on track. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's all a big part of the, the highs to me. Uh, but that's, that's really the superficial view. The, the internal view, what, what really, really constitutes a, a high or the low, um, are those behind the scenes smiles, you know, <laughs> the the jokes that you tell, the phone calls where, you know, people tell stories about their crazy rides in the rain and, you know, maybe someone crashed and, you know, like they should have died, but they're, they're okay, stuff like that. Um, all of those really form that, that, that picture that makes it something that is super special. I mean, the stories and the jokes that we all have between an athlete and the coach or, or what makes it a high the entire time, really. <laughs> um, some of the lows, I mean, injuries, like, like Ethan fractured his, his spine last year. That, that was pretty tough. Um, you know, mental breaks, changes in the schedule. Um, and obviously the most recent one would be the um, COVID-19 coronavirus affecting our, our race calendar. But really, those are just obstacles in the journey that it takes to be successful. So I don't really see it as lows. I mean, you know, first one, Ethan, Ethan literally gets sick like five times last year and fractures his spine. That isn't necessarily a low um, just because injuries happen.
it's it's about how you adapt to that and change the schedule that you know really show character you know if you're able to bounce back from that and say hey yes this happened i will not allow it to affect the rest of my season that's it you know i'm not going to give it any more time of thought that's it i think that the more challenges that you face the the less you kind of constitute it as a low you know like a small crash a small crash here and there that's not a low that's just like another thing and that's that's in your way another obstacle that you just have to overcome in order to to keep your eye on the on the the prize you know um mental breaks i mean those hit a little bit harder just because it's i feel as a coach it's it's my responsibility to keep it as fun as possible while still giving them that speed necessary and if they end up having mental breaks it's because i did something on my end that applied too much pressure whether it's the the workouts are too aggressive they're too structured the nutrition is too dialed they need to relax i sh- i should be able to spot that on my end and if if they don't want to tell me that's fine I, I should know them well enough so that's that's a pretty tough one um but really i mean sometimes there is nothing i can do i mean you know, sometimes it is out of my hands. It's something that's very personal going on with their lives that, you know, I, I can't necessarily help out with. So that that is that's a pretty tough one. But sometimes it's just a mental reset that, that comes and, you know, they come back They're They're even more passionate about it. They're even more they're even more rigorous with the training. So sometimes that mental break is necessary. Um but yeah, uh, changes to the schedule. That's not a, that's not a low. That's just something that happens. Um, you know, most recent one I could think of would be Dane getting walking pneumonia and then um, breaking his collarbone literally after probably like two or three weeks of being back on the bike. And he already had a late start to the season, stuff like that. Um, changes to the schedule. I mean, Cam Cam gets the flu right before Lake Paris. I mean, that's that's just unfortunate. But I mean. Big scheme, big scheme of things is that is it really that big of an issue where it constitutes a low? I would say no, just because these kids are in it for the long term. I mean, honestly, like you could think of long term as like junior years if they're fifteen, sixteen, they still have two more years before they age out. But I mean, even long term, like hey, these kids are going to be riding bikes when they're forty, so you know it's not necessarily a big low. Um, the coronavirus that that's just, yeah, it's tough. I think a lot of kids have been training for so long to get ready for this season that when races started being canceled, it was kind of like, why am I training for this? And what am I training for in the future? So that, you know, like, if, if I'm training just to continue training and then races down the road end up being canceled, like, why, why did I do it at all? And I think that that sort of hit as a mental low for most of the kids. Um, but, yeah, no, I was, I was actually surprised. I mean, you could constitute that as a low, but, I mean, a lot of kids came to me and said, hey, um, school's out. I actually have a lot more time to train. You think we can ramp up these hours a bit? Because I... I know that this year is pretty much up, but what about 2021? Yeah, what a, what about next year? If I, 
if I have so much time to train right now, I'm just going to make all the fitness gains that I can right now to set me up so that I have a super strong foundation going into the 2021 season. And, you know, something that COVID-19, yes, is a low, but the amount of people coming to me saying, hey, let's ramp up the training definitely, definitely shadows that, you know, it's, it's something that overcomes this low and turns lemons into lemonade, really. Um, but yeah, so next question that we get most often is why are we focusing on juniors? And, you know, I think the question is, like, why, why would we focus on anything other than juniors? I and mean, this this is the future. I mean, these these kids right now that are young are going to be the the next generation of athletes. You know, this is this is the future of American cycling, especially on the competitive, um, the competitive side. This is what sets the stage for America's comeback. So working with this next generation and showing them the ropes dramatically increases the the athlete pool that we have racing in the 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 domestic and international levels. So that's why I love working with juniors. Um, not only that, I mean, it's just super easy to say, hey, you know, your only objective right now is to one, do well in school, two, <laughs> um, have fun, and then three, ride your bike and train. That's it, you know. When it comes to older people, you know, they have work, they have kids, they have a wife, they, they have other priorities, and cycling is so far on the back burner that it, it never really gets done, at least with some sort of consistency. For for most of the, the older gentlemen that I've had the, the pleasure of working with, it's just like, I love working with them, but the passion is just either not there or it's dramatically reduced due to the other priorities that are now on their plate that, that naturally come with age. Yeah. Um, what type of riders do we enjoy working with? Yeah, we get, we get that a lot from, from kids asking to be on the program. Um, yeah, I think honestly, the, the riders that we enjoy working with most are just people that are, are one excellent students. You know, if, if they understand that school comes first, that's, that's the foundation piece. Um, and kids that know how to have fun and are respectful, you know, well-rounded kids, um, we really don't tolerate disrespect or anything like that just because why would I work with you? <laughs> I'm very, I'm very specific as to the people I work with. And, you know, if, if you don't have the, the respect, it's just, it's, it's not going to work out. Um, and then that, that determination to take training super seriously. So th those are the types of riders that we enjoy working with. They, you got to be well-rounded. You got to, you got to understand that student comes first and student athlete and that, Outside of that, you, you better be having fun and, and riding bikes for that, that, that pleasure. So, yeah, I mean, you, you really can't succeed <laughs> overall unless, unless you have each of those three mastered. And it's that simple. Um, and the final question I want to talk about is where do we see it in the future? I mean, I really don't know. I mean, this, this is something that's propelled by the kids looking to jump up to the next level. If there's not a lot of kids looking to jump up to the next level, for sure, we'll keep the numbers small. But if there are a lot of kids looking to jump up to the next level, then this is something that has momentum. 
the more kids to jump up to the next level. And it, honestly, it doesn't have to be Team USA. It doesn't have to be winning some big race. It, it could just be, you know, um, I was doing like top 20 in Nike and now I want to I wanna shorten that to top five or I want to I wanna be able to consistently rank in the top five or shoot for like a top three. Um, I just, I just want to be able to be on the podium. That's a huge step for a lot of the kids. Um, you know, as long as there are people looking to do that, then I see it continuing in the future. But, you know, that's, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I have thoughts for. Um, if that continues, then, you know, obviously we're going to do the best we can to increase the, the, the competition, the the level of competition that that's in the high school league, you know, it, it'll be the difference between everyone doing one hour, one hour races for the same distance to being able to do 55 or 50 minutes. You know, that's, that's the type of competition I'm looking to bring into it. So yeah, um, that's, that's pretty much it. So now, now you guys know about why Imperium started, what we think about coaching some of the highs and lows, focusing on juniors, um, our, our rider demographic and, you know, where we see it in the future. And, you know, this is, this is the start of something great from what I can see. And hopefully this, this blossoms into something big that, that could potentially be nationwide when it comes to helping kids jump to the next level. So yeah, um, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you guys soon. If you guys have any questions, feel free to shoot me a message on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, you can email us at imperiumcoaching at gmail.com, stuff like that. And, you know, the the more stuff, the, not stuff, the more information that we can provide you guys, the the more impactful this podcast will be. So if you have any questions about training, if you have any questions about what to do in a certain circumstance, if you have any questions about when is the right time to get a coach or something like that, we can definitely help you out there. So yeah, um, feel free to shoot us a message. I'll talk to you guys soon.